SBS Audio is supported by advertising. Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au. In this bulletin, the husband of US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi violently assaulted following a break-in at the couple's home. Flood warnings continue across both New South Wales and Victoria, with some towns preparing for weeks of isolation. And in sport, Netball Australia condemns abuse levelled at Diamonds players as the fallout over Hancock prospecting sponsorship withdrawal continues. Good morning, Tina Quinn with SBS News. San Francisco police are investigating an attack on the husband of US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at the couple's home. Paul Pelosi suffered blunt force injuries in the attack during the early hours of the morning, but he's now returned home. Authorities say the 82-year-old was violently assaulted but is expected to make a full recovery, and the assailant is in custody and has been charged with attempted homicide. Nancy Pelosi was not at home at the time of the incident. She'd returned to Washington, D.C. this week from a security conference in Europe. Addressing the media a short time ago, Chief William Scott from the San Francisco Police described the scene that greeted officers who were dispatched to the Pelosi residence. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. While authorities say the motive for the attack is still unclear, a person briefed on the incident has told the New York Times that Mr. DePepe had been shouting, Where is Nancy? Where is Nancy? when he first confronted Mr. Pelosi. Elon Musk has taken control of Twitter after a protracted legal battle and months of uncertainty. The question now is what the billionaire Tesla CEO will actually do with the social media platform. Fired employees were filtering out of Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. One such former employee, who gave his name as Daniel, questioned the future of the social media platform under Musk. I mean, I own a Tesla, and I don't know how I'm going to make car payments now. Like, I generally respect Elon Musk. Obviously, some of the stuff he said lately is concerning to me. Uh, But, yeah, now I'm really worried. I'm really worried. It's really the culture shift. There's a lot of people that were leaders and, you know, Things like diversity, equity, inclusion, I know those people are going. Um, It's going to be a different Twitter in a week. The $44 billion takeover means Twitter is becoming a private company that everyday investors will no longer be able to buy shares in. Two people familiar with the deal said that Musk ousted three top Twitter executives. A row has broken out in the United Kingdom over whether the new British PM should attend the key COP27 climate talks in Egypt next month. Officials from almost 200 countries are due to gather at the United Nations summit from November 6 to discuss how to tackle global warming. The UK hosted the talks last year. 
The new PM Rishi Sunak says he won't be going, instead sending other senior ministers in his place. Mr Sunak has defended his decision. He says the UK's leadership on tackling climate change is almost unmatched around the world. It's important to me that as Prime Minister we leave behind an environment that is better for our children and grandchildren. I'm very passionate about that. I'm very personally committed to it. And I just think at the moment it's right that I'm also focusing on the depressing domestic challenges we have with the economy. And I think that's what people watching would reasonably expect me to be doing as well. But the opposition leader, Sir Keir Starmer, says that if he were Prime Minister, he would be going. And not doing so is a failure of leadership. The Prime Minister should be going to COP. He needs to show leadership. This is a hugely important issue, climate change. It's wound together with the energy crisis. And I think many people would be expecting the Prime Minister of the UK not just to attend COP, but to use it as an opportunity to pull world leaders together to deal with climate and to deal with energy. And if that doesn't happen. It's a failure of leadership. Back home and floodwaters are continuing to move further northwest in New South Wales, with some communities preparing for weeks of isolation. The town of Mungandai on the New South Wales-Queensland border, which has a population of 700, is preparing to be cut off by floodwaters for up to three weeks. Mitchell Parker from the state SES says that a levy is likely to keep the town from flooding, but access to the community will be limited. So we're going to see a significant isolation of somewhere even up to two, maybe even three weeks for towns like Mungandai, which is going to be a huge strain on the community themselves, but also on the services having to provide the delivery to those communities. Meanwhile, Victoria's flood crisis continues as persistent rain fails to relieve pressure on rivers around the state. Flood warnings for the Snowy River have been reduced as that river has peaked. While more rain is forecast for today in Orbost, it's not expected to affect the river levels there. In the north of the state, it's still not safe to return to Kerrang. The town has been isolated for a week due to roads being underwater, and floods are expected to stay at a moderate level into today. The Murray River at Echuca looks to remain above a major flood level until November 6, and the Yarra River has risen due to continued rainfall and is expected to peak today. The American singer-songwriter Jerry Lee Lewis has died at the age of 87. Nicknamed the killer, Lewis was described as one of rock and roll's great wild men. And while his personal life garnered much controversy, he's considered one of the most influential pianists of the 20th century. Amongst his most well-known hits were Great Balls of Fire and Whole Lot of Shaking Going On. Lewis passed away at his home in Mississippi. To sport, and Netball Australia says it's appalled at the abuse directed to Diamonds players on social media. The governing body says that Diamonds players, including Noongar woman Donald Wallam, have been subjected to ongoing attacks, including racist abuse. It comes amidst the fallout from Gina Reinhart's decision to withdraw from a lucrative sponsorship deal with the organisation, following concerns raised by Wallam about her company's history of racism. Netball Australia says the attacks are hurtful, divisive and won't be tolerated and it will continue to report all antisocial behaviour. Diamonds captain Paige Hadley says that the team is trying to shut out the outside noise and call out the social media abusers. You know, right now what matters is what's within our bubble and how we're supporting each other, the support service that we have around each other. And I think that post just goes to show netball is not about, you know, they're not standing for, for trolls or you know, people saying things that are throwing it out online. I think it's about having you know, accountability for what we're saying out there and, and standing strong and united as a sport. 
And that's all the latest from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Tina Quinn. Join me again after midday. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.